Evan Bliss. Alan Sakin. <laughs> that was a great conversation we just had on self-realization. I love yeah. that one. Yeah, that was, uh, I think we both felt a lot of energy after, which I believe is a, a good sign that yeah. we really uncovered some valuable things. Yes. It was great when we were talking about it a moment ago. It's as though we both undergo the dialectic in order to augment our mm. own models, concepts, frameworks, worldviews. Plus, in that process, we create great analogies, metaphors, yeah. relatable expressions of it for other people, for both ourselves and totally. for other people and yeah so spot on it's a net net win for everyone all parties exactly yeah. yeah and it's great because now we juxtapose a conversation <laughs> about self-realization with now this conversation which is about dating yeah there we go my gosh i love that we both had to grin when you said that right yeah <laughs> and giddy school children giddy school children <laughs> <clears throat> it's interesting because even dating is so intertwined with self-realization. Totally. Yep. And we're going to unpack both the good and the bad yeah. of dating. It's a topic that is super mainstream right now because people going back to biology have had to undergo mate selection yeah in order to breed for the next generation to continue the cycle of life but in modernity especially the whole idea of deciding if my one should become two First question would be why. Yep. First of all, start with why. Start with why. Yep. And second of all, would be transparency and clarity with that other one mm -hmm. person. Not only about that why, but also about that how long. That's the other sure. one. Because what's the intention? is critical because it decides on the length because if the intention is the the w one night satiation of primal, primal demands demands yeah. and then there's that versus the i'm literally doing this because i want i'm only selecting what could be my mate that i breed with yeah so huge spectrum of choice here and in a very spiritual sense i would like to say a lot of people have used the terminology called twin flame. Hmm. And so I like that a lot. I feel like we should use that throughout the conversation. And the twin flame terminology typically indicates or signifies when <clears throat> your choice to enter into dating is for the why of 
becoming more self-realized, becoming <laughs> more self-actualized, becoming more of an incredible expression of God here. And then, if you would like to, breeding with that person <laughs> and having... It's just a footnote for you, Alan, huh? And being a good <laughs> parent. Well, being a good parent's a very important... All right, pro- there yeah. we go. Yeah, so... So that would be, I think, a nice spectrum from the very limbic sort of one night styles all the way up to this like divine twin flame ascension. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's an interesting middle ground too. Like, I think there's partners, romantic partners that we have for a season, right? Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think well, that's great. That you kind of come, yeah. They come into your life for a period. They almost teach you a lesson, and exactly. then they're gone as quick as they arrived, right? I think we've all ex- that's a very universal experience it's I think too, such right? a good yeah. one such yeah. a good one and that's usually in the psychological literature the dating is usually considered a novelty period is yeah. pretty close to we can say like three months is like really interesting novelty and then once that gets closer to a year, that's usually when it's like, yep. And so usually what happens during that three month to year process are the most fascinating <laughs> like lessons and learnings and that type of thing. Because in a sense, the quote other acts as a mirror to your own development. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. And they'll, and in some ways, they kind of show you. It's almost inevitable that they show you parts of yourself that you weren't aware of because they are, they have their own tendencies and their own personality. And for them to reinterpret your way of being, you're putting that forth into the world and then they're reacting to it through their lens. There's something embedded in that, especially when you're so close and intimate with that person and your minds are connecting and you're experiencing their interpretation of your behavior, your way of being like that's there's a lot to be taken from that too right just having somebody with that level of insight into you like it's it's rare even even the closest friends it's hard to do that with right that's what makes the mirror so efficient because it's that intimate yeah yeah and it's very important like evan indicated that we can treat our brotherhoods and sisterhoods Hmm also with that similar level of intimacy that's right because if you do that then your closest your best friends become also mirrors to your own development yeah and so that's great as well i've had a quick question for you alan um so obviously the twin flame thing is a is a new to me uh, for the most part how would you how would you characterize it in comparison to that term, that pop culture term soulmate? Do you think it's the same thing? Oh, is it yeah, similar? Yeah, yeah. How is it yeah. similar? How is it different? Yeah, that's a yeah. good question. Great question. It's almost as though like the connotation of a soulmate maybe makes it seem very binary. Yes. And then the twin flame makes it seem like we were indicating a moment ago that there could be a 
period of maybe only three months or a year of those sort of divine lessons that occur yeah. between. And that's where you can, <clears throat> you know, we're, we'll create this, these poles in the spectrum again. You can sort of like trip, jump, like people talk about, you know, jumping from trip to trip in terms of when you take in entheogens and you never really hmm. integrate the lessons. Yeah. And it's very similar with the dating is that if you jump from person to person and you never integrate what the mirror is trying to reflect to you, then your idea of twin flame will constantly be at a lower level than what it could potentially optimally be at. So usually the nomenclature, the word twin flame mean something that is a little bit more potentially sacred or divine or spiritually. Mm -hmm. It has that tendency because it comes from an individual that is using it in a way that is not oriented towards those more like limbic, which is very similar to what like soulmate is yeah. trying to do. But soulmate is so deeply binary in a sense and it's like is this my soulmate are you my soulmate yeah. and then the the whole thing from the other person in that case is kind of like are they my soulmate <laughs> you know am i going to be with you forever <laughs> and ever and like the whole thing of like one of the things in modernity is that the whole idea of 80 years with one person <laughs> is something that kind of throws a wrench into people's uh being because oh, yeah that's a hefty order that's yeah. a hefty thing to fulfill but but i think you're right i mean intuitively what i imagined your explanation of the twin flame versus the soulmate was sort of going to be would was that that there's a presupposition with the soulmate that there is one and only puzzle piece out there that will match with your puzzle piece and then that is this archetypical this perfect soulmate and there's only one of them and it is your quest and your journey to find them whereas i feel like there's which right i mean there's kind of an an absurdity that's fundamental to that notion right whereas i think the twin flame is a little bit more insightful and a little bit more i think it's still oriented towards the right impulse like that there are people that will bring something special to your life bring something that can reflect with you mutually and teach you things and you can teach them, but it's not so, as you say, binary, that there is one only, you know, there's multi, there's twin flames. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking right? of yeah, flames, yeah, yeah. that was a yeah. great indicator. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And also it might be a cultural obsession that if you look at, the way that the biological kingdoms have unfolded and especially the way that mate selection in the mammalian kingdom looks like that you have sort of mammals undergo a a wide array of protocols with 
mating and raising offspring. And we're no different than that. Yeah. And so right now, cultural is sort of choking the living shit (laughs) out of the wide array of options on the buffet. Sure. And saying that you must file into marriage, you must file into soulmate, you must file into one 80-year relationship where you have kids with house in suburbs uh, yeah. type. And, and that whole thing is getting obliterated right now because we come from a generation where in the United States the approximate divorce rate has been indicated around 50% or something like that. And the modern millennial 2020 and beyond style of parenting in many ways is like, bruh, first, (laughs) we're not getting that traditional BS marriage stuff. Hmm. First of all, we're not doing that. We're getting into some sort of like a civil union or whatever it may be. And then there's also a, we've heard of this from guests on our show over the last couple of years. They're undergoing some sort of like even written like future authoring style Hmm. process around their relationship where it's like if, if Evan and let's say samantha get into a relationship that in this case it would be like evan and samantha both write down what they want in their relationship and they write down what goals they want to hit in the next month, two months, three months, six months, year in their relationship. Yeah. It's a very completely like different sort of like data visualization of what a relationship even is. And then whether people decide to have kids, a lot of people today had kids with somebody and then are co-parenting. Yes. So there's one of my good friends is that exactly so many interesting phenomenons in the space. I really like where you're hitting here too, Alan, because uh, there's something about what you just said that hits on the heart of this issue about a few steps back when you were talking about the planning, this kind of relationship planning scenario that happens is something that I've found fascinating is, is within the idea of romance, within the idea of dating with like a life partner, a romantic partner, how much of it how much of it is premeditated intentional like thought through and how much of it is serendipity how much of it is this kind of soft romance that we allow to unfold organically and that isn't mm. intentional at all you know beautiful yeah, and and it's such i think that issue is so critical and so huge because people have such strong feelings on it because you'll find some folks that exactly. the idea of even trying to premeditate or plan a relationship Beautiful. frightens them right Beautiful. but it's it's but then you get some of the the world's greatest which is asked the why people which is yeah, funny well, start, if, start with why or, or if you choose not to start with why then you're 
funneling into that flow thing that you're talking about, yeah. which is kind of the art and the beauty of like, yeah. why even ask what this is and where it's leading? Why not just see what happens? I and agree. Like, that's also fascinating. Yeah, because that's, I mean, even just those words, that sounds seductive to me. I'm like, yeah, of course I just want to see that. See so, that that's yeah, sexy, yeah, right? That's, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is going. Like, uncertainty is, there's something, I think everybody finds uncertainty attractive, right? Like, it's it's just, it is the essence of life in some senses, uncertainty. Yeah. But, you have to have that chaos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, I mean... So I, Warren Buffett has talked a fair amount about this. That he you know, about dating. Well, about well, <laughs> I think he, I know it sounds the silly. Finance right? guy is yeah. now on the dating. Street. But oddly enough, but one of the things he really emphasized was that um, he feels that yeah, your your mate, your, your partner mate selection is, might, is huge. He, I think he says decision there of you your go. Life. You said it exactly. Exactly. I think verbatim he says yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Because so what does that tell you? Yeah. There you go. And this is clearly on the for those that are familiar in chapter mm. two of high level perception on seed theory in this diagrammatic data visualization representation of your life trajectory where on the x-axis you have age and on the y-axis you have actualization and you're going towards that north star from your birth there on the left where you have your basic needs that are being met that dictate a lot of the fruits of your life that you'll notice towards that more middle area in that tree of possibility right above where it says medium signal over noise there's a little trifurcation that occurs so right above where it says medium signal over noise there's a little trifurcation and you'll notice that in your trajectory you can either marry a motivating partner, marry mm -hmm. an average partner, or marry an unstable partner. Mm -hmm. And that will dictate, as you see all the way there on the far right side, that little separating line that's occurring between heaven and well-being versus hell and suffering. So yes. do you want to live in higher signal to noise? Do you want to live in higher well-being and prosperity? Because that decision is so fundamental and oh, yeah. potentially even number one because in a sense you're the process of self-realizing and self-actualizing so both realizing you are that that one infinite creator as well as realizing you have a unique contributory artistic expression as an individual in that non-duality along with that your number one decision that you'll make along with that process is who you are ascend with yeah. as twin flames throughout your your process and if you choose to sort of file into the more conservative traditional style of marriage and all of the both benefits and downfalls that come with that versus if you potentially flow into a more let's see where this goes maybe we balance the why with the art and possibility flow. yeah yeah yeah, well, and this is interesting too, Alan. Um, so 
I think this question has been talked about a lot in internet culture, like this idea, especially perhaps from the masculine point of view, like to what are, is engaging in a serious relationship with a woman perhaps a very high risk, high return venture, which I mean, perhaps I would almost say in, in the affirmative it is because you're right. If you get this amazing partner that, that really helps you uncover your own gifts that you couldn't see or pulls these things out of you that is a, a source of tireless support and then the net you provide that for that person as well that that i mean that can be the essence the lifeblood of growth and yeah you know it's it's kind of the most fundamental human thing like two parties coming together to reproduce whether physically reproduce or you know produce create new ideas in the world through their synergy and through their interaction it's super double yeah, helical keep, as in nature, i'm looking at your yeah, shirt I'm, that's exactly, what i'm thinking exactly yeah, yeah. they're coming up together and spiraling and dancing yes, together yes, right yes, yes. but then you get there's some interesting conversations that happen on the internet like the have you, you've heard of the migtow movement right one more time on the movement oh you've never heard of this which one is okay. it okay this is some do, deep reddit stuff um you it's migtown it's a acronym that's pronounced uh it's m-g-t-o-w Oh, that, but I thought that was just MG Toe. I, I've heard people say it on... Is pronounced MGTOW? Apparently, yeah. MGTOW. Yeah. Okay. And that the acronym stands for what again? Because I've heard of this community. Yeah. It's very like red pill male-oriented yes, exactly. community. What does it stand for again? Um, it just stands for men going their own way. Men going um, their own way, which is we need to realize there's going to be some dirty bathwater oh, yeah. and a baby there. You know, so the baby is like, yes, please, like, identify your both self-realization and self-actualization and go your own way to focus on that. But simultaneously drain the dirty bathwater, which is where you become so pathologically individualized that you completely forget the ocean that you're actually in, where you actually have a moral responsibility to be a strong individual in that social fabric, whether it be with a partner or whether it be with your business or whether it yeah. be whatever have you in your community. So, okay, go well, it's ahead. Very, it's, it's very much, a, it's very much a, a, a short-sighted solution, right? That this, but I think it arises from this idea that to, and an idea which I think has a grain of truth that, as we alluded to before, that, the partnership choice that you make has such a profound impact on your life outcome that is that perhaps a what happens if you just decide to forego making that decision entirely and just opt out of it is that or focus on yourself more first so yeah that which is become, what i would say which I you got some more right prepared yeah exactly. i think that's the right answer yeah. yes i agree which is basically not opting out you yeah. exactly opting you focus out more on your self-realization and self-actualization which makes you a much more optimal mate in the dating sphere itself yeah. and if you don't do that before entering the dating sphere usually what happens is you have the attachment and you have the uh the perverse incentives that occur when the two people come together because it basically becomes something that's more about settling and yeah. not actually growing and ascending. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like what you said earlier, Alan, about the, there's almost a cycling up that happens through each relationship, right? That yeah. 
it uncovers more of yourself and your dynamic within a relationship. Yes. And if you, you, I think you were sort of saying, if one neglects to reflect after those periods, then you're not subsuming the lessons that can be gained. You know, it's, it's, okay. that's potentially the downside in being sort of a serial dater or a serial monogamist that goes, hops from yep. relationship, relationship without pause is that you, you really do need that, that reflection period. Yep. Yeah. Just like trip jumping is just like date jumping, serial dating, which is just like serial interviewing. Because yeah. I went for 2018 and 2019 on an interview per day doing almost 700 of these and then realizing that what I wanted to do in 2020 was abstract out the most profound mm -hmm. things that I had learned into a visual synthesis, which was high level perception, which I took a whole year in 2020 to do before moving to Los Angeles. And so it can be viewed in myriad ways, this idea of integration, you must integrate and take time to self reflect on the profound teachings that you're having. And if you don't, you're bypassing the actual integration of those experiences, which is where all of the fruits are at is literally yeah. in the integration. Because when your partner when you're dating, points something out to you, I would have a lot of scenarios, especially let's say five-ish years ago when I was in my second three-year relationship where I would have my partner at the time pointing out to me as a mirror the specific points where my mirror was dirty that I yeah. could that I could we had this analogy in the in the self-realization episode go and listen to that one if you haven't yet and so now you can get triggered because this is usually what happens is people get triggered yeah. when, when, and this happens in friendships as well. This happens in parents and children is people get triggered when someone points to the little dirty spot on their mirror, blind spot, yeah. uh, that people get triggered and they don't actually take the wisdom that is being shared with them. So for me, what I tried to do as much as I could was take and meditation helped me so much because I had been sitting at these 10-day Theravada Buddhism meditation retreats called Vipassana, which is a very direct conservative teachings of the Buddha through SN Goenka. And what it taught me to do was it taught me to take my partner that was teaching me something about my dirty mirror and my blind spots. Yeah. And instead of immediately reacting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It created that massive pause. And so I was able to really do a better and better job over time. I literally recognized my second three-year relationship mm. as the exact thing that I was supposed to test my spiritual learnings through. Mm. So like if you go and sit for 10 days, which I sat four times, if you sit for 10 days, you should by the end of that sit on the first one, you should notice that there is a bigger pause between your partner saying something that triggers you and your reaction to it. And so then 
that is when you become more and more awake because now you're able to do things like say, oh, will you explain more to me that spot on my mirror that you're talking about? Because I would like to hear your perspective about it and how I can potentially become better. That was a profound change in the way that I handled relationships. There's an, I love that, Alan. God, and that, and that everything you just said was so familiar to me as well. And like, I was just getting flashes of my own past transgressions, mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I was the most guilty in most of my past serious relationships of just being always reactive to the negative feedback of the partner or the just, yeah, that the constructive criticism, even that I just, it was something that I did not know how to situate and to contextualize and to react to appropriately. And the one thing I wanted to say, I completely agree with what you said. And I think that's really brilliant insight for anybody who's trying to engage in a relationship. And I think in some ways it it represents emotional maturity too. Can you have an intimate partner and can you care about them enough and respect yourself enough to not play to your lower instincts to react to what maybe feels in the moment like a a tearing down but maybe there's some truth in it or maybe maybe there's some fruit how do you turn that thing that feels negative in the short term into a flowering in the long term you know and and this is critical also to say that the the suggestion or the perspective of the in this case the intimate partner if you're dating or it might be one of your best friends or it might be um some stranger on the street or it might be your mother or father yeah family family, huge on this family's huge here we have to remember that some of the times it is actually huge love and wisdom yeah that is trying to help us identify that dirty patch on the mirror and to respond in the way that is please i would love to learn more about that and then now i would like to contrast that yeah i would like to contrast that where it's like in a sense there would be times in my relationship that i was just speaking of where it wouldn't be something like trying to identify that spot on the mirror. It wasn't good faith. It was, yeah. it was, it was literally the ego yes. trying to pull down somebody, in this case, in that dating. If you come back from a 10-day meditation retreat and you are, quote, untriggerable, hmm. the ego is like, bitch, I'm going to trigger you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to trigger you. And this is the same thing with my, you know, with my mother and my uncle, family. This is a big thing that happens. Oh, yeah. Because if you want to be, quote, untriggerable and the other person is, in a sense, still in a more egoic or lower levels of consciousness, as, you know, we brought this up on the on the previous show on self-realization as well. And we'll go ahead and also we'll bring it up here for I'm, you as well. I just have to restart this game. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm very much with you on that too, Alan. I think that's also a critical distinction that has to be made that and maybe one of the most difficult things to do in a relationship is how do you assess when the person is genuinely coming from a place of love and 
caring and wanting the best for you and is saying maybe dropping hints or saying things that feel abrasive in the short term but that have wisdom and when it's coming from this dark place of insecurity in them or exactly right i mean as they say off people will often criticize the thing in you that scares them you know right the thing that they want the deepest that they see you showing yeah. And then they get frightened, right? And that's yeah. usually what happens when it comes to people that have been self-realized. Yeah. Is that when you, quote, become God or become source or become it, you realize that sentience, awareness, consciousness is it, that we are it. When you realize that and you begin expressing yourself from that, what usually happens is that there's a lot of backfire from family and it's usually what's or and and even friends and and strangers there's plenty of people that are in the youtube comments of our shows that are talking to me about the quote you know direct path or the quote my my Ouroboros in terms of my understanding of the actual nature of reality and the breakdown of it. There are people that come on and that call me uh, schizophrenic or call me, you know, that I'm gaslighting or that Hmm. say that there's all these sort of different ways of, of an expression of God in the sense watching another expression of God, but they don't know that that's even the case. They don't know that we are already that because if they knew that, then they wouldn't have a tendency to make a dirty comment. Dirty comments come from places of hurt people, hurt other people. That's oh, where God, that's yes. where that comes from. So, it's, it's, it, yeah. sorry, one, one, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, no. yeah, do it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find very rarely does do internet comments on a piece of creative work very rarely once in a while you'll see somebody who says something that comes from a place of that probably 80 percent of ours are really solid people in our community that are so there's a lot of good comments where people comment things that i then go and look up because they're trying to help and so that's a really good process so i don't I, i think maybe in this case there's a polarity with like I mean, Joe Rogan has a very big audience, but he says things like, I never read the comments. Yeah. And then that misses a big point because on that episode with like John Mackey, like we were talking about, it really felt like there was an immersion into a little bit more of an egoic struggle. And so maybe if there are some comments that say, you know, re-baseline to a higher level in those dialectics and you can maybe take that feedback and use it. Sorry, I I just want to say this because we've had this up and it's so important the sort of spectrum of and for those that don't know this is david hawkins and his levels of consciousness this is very similar to claire graves don beck and chris cowan spiral dynamics or anybody that's analyzing human development we talked about this a lot in the last episode on self-realization but we're giving this big spectrum of ways whether it be dating or family or the stranger or the best friends or whatever where there's this big spectrum of where the person is trying to tell you that through their perspective that you have a little bit of like this part of your mirror that's a little dirty that you could use and you're like oh that's an interesting wise insight let me ask you more questions rather than being triggered versus on the other side of the spectrum is literally when it's like in this case on this graphic, it's literally shame or guilt or Mm. fear or 
any of these lower level uh, forceful style levels of consciousness that are basically trying to, in a sense, drag you down. And this is a lot of what in this way I can, I can, I can vouch for this because I've, I've seen people that have become quote, more self-realized which have then fallen to the perverse incentives of the pharmaceutical industry sure. because then what happens is their family says oh, the, you, you think you're God <laughs> oh my god and they're like not realize themselves that this is it they don't get that and so what they do if the person especially is not sovereign, if they can't anchor their sovereignty and distance themselves wisely from their family's ego, yeah. they will fall into the trap of the family's ego, grabbing their elevated states of self-realization and pumping them with pharmaceuticals, which will then destroy hmm. their elevated states of consciousness. I've seen that happen a lot. Now, albeit there are certain pharmaceuticals. There's definitely some nuance to this. There's definitely some nuance to this. But just wanted to bring that up. There's sort of, especially in dating, you're going to encounter this a lot, that you're going to have these sort of wise intentions that are trying to help you with the dirty part of the mirror versus the sort of, you shouldn't even get into a relationship with someone if during the dating that sometimes you can't tell because people are very, as Richard best Dawkins, behavior. Yeah. best behavior, Richard Dawkins calls it the extended phenotype, as in literally hmm. people are using the internet sphere today to put the only absolute highest tip top versions of themselves on the platforms. And that's what you that's the exact same thing you get when you have a first in person date with someone. And so when you get maybe into that one week, two week, one month, two month area, you maybe start seeing some of those other aspects to them. If you notice those egoic tendencies, drop it right away. Yeah. Drop it. I think you are right about that. Because you want to hang out with more of your higher levels, your higher vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Dating somebody who's narcissistic is not, (laughs) I think universally that I think any psychologist would tell you that's a terrible idea. Right. Um, it goes for your family too. Sorry, yeah. but if your fam's like that, take a take a big step back, and and uh, and things will align downstream. But take a step back. Don't be fearful that it won't produce big fruit because a lot of people have fallen into needing to be the the web developers of their own family, mm. and what happens is that it actually makes things a lot worse at times. So go ahead. Yeah, I think we can keep going where where you were on. I had, um, my thought was, so I think there's also another interesting side effect to what you were describing earlier with the ability to have a partner that prods you in the right ways and you react in a way that's constructive. Uh, There's another side of that that we haven't mentioned yet that, and perhaps, and this could start to get into some, I'll keep it in a territory where it doesn't have to be controversial per se, but I think there also is something fundamentally very attractive for, for most people. There's an air of confidence that comes with the type of person who's able to hear criticism and stay grounded, right? Like that, there's a bizarre level where that's not only good for you because you get to hear this thing and entertain it and say, does this have merit, does it not? But also you've, 
you've reinforced for your partner that you are a grounded individual that has their own sense of who they are and that because i think when you choose a partner there people want to feel that there's a respect for each other and there's a bond that happens and there's a coming together but also that you're self-sufficient and sovereign enough that you're not going to become a weight on them right there's somebody you can run together but you don't have to you pick each other up when you fall but it's not like you can't run individually that sort of thing right yeah two Um, holes have to come together if you're trying to be a half that fits another half it's called codependency that's called yeah. codependency and all this type of stuff yeah. you have to be completely whole and that's why we were talking about this a bit ago which is that you undergo your own process of taking a step back from dating so that you can undergo more self-realization and self-actualization which will then make you much more efficient and driven by truth and love and wisdom and all of the good stuff when you do enter in there but a lot of the times the dating even pre self-realization and actualization can cause sort of the tendencies for you to want to undergo that investigative process. So like when someone actually is being triggered a lot and suffering a lot Hmm. because of their relationship, that can sometimes trigger them to be like, why am I so reactive? And how can I get better at this? And it's like, okay, distance myself from the dating scene. Let me go and check out spiritual traditions meditations neurofeedback and biohacking entheogens all these big buffet of of options to become more better in that in that scene yeah yeah and that's in and that's maybe maybe to put it in some terms maybe that's actually the actually the spiritual utility of dating like it almost becomes like the journey and the attempt to become intimate with somebody almost forces your hand to refine your own psyche and your own spirituality and your own consciousness because having somebody in that close proximity you can't really hide right yep if they're an extension of you almost right that's right can't hide from yourself at that point yep so there's that's an unspoken value of that i love that that's great yeah it's there's a one of the probably best aspects to dating on the absolute best end of the twin flame ascension is something along the lines of when two holes come together Mm. that are already like very self-realized and very independently self-actualizing and then they come together and then they're in a a process where they're both really strongly mirroring each other's slightly dirty places on that (laughs) mirror and helping each other ascend and this is also true for your friends your closest friends business partners business partners exactly exactly you can have an elevated state of business partners which is like "Mm, that shit's awesome but when they're they're more at the egoic level that's a lot more disastrous oh yeah so it has a lot to do with these levels of consciousness being a sort of first priority and so at this like really good end there's almost a like you said each person knows how to take and give really good feedback and then you know the 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 phenomenon of feedback like you're saying in a very spiritual way it's a fascinating analogy because the way that individuals 
date and give each other feedback as they ascend is also very, very similar to how feedback works in terms of you can just look at like your your blood sugar because your sure. your blood sugar is undergoing a constant feedback where your pancreas secretes either insulin or glucagon depending on your blood glucose levels. And it's another fascinating, there's feedback all over uh, that works in this style of like Iteration. helical, yeah. yeah, ascension style, process iteration. So this is a really good way of of thinking about dating, especially as like becoming whole first. And then as you enter into because this seems like the trend like if okay if people were dying when they were 30 or 40 years <laughs> old there might not have been enough time to really become whole before yeah. entering into this and, and offspring but if you're living until 80 90 100 120 which is kind of where we're aiming to head with longevity then bruh take the <laughs> 30 40 years and try and accelerate it even faster yeah to Get there when you're 20. Get to a more self-realized and self-actualized state when you're 20, 25. Let's compress it down. And that's what we're going to do with all of the animations and and virtual reality pedagogy that we're currently working on for 2021 and beyond. Because what that gives you is it gives you an entry into the dating scene that is coming from a place of I'm looking at you from a place of enlightenment and you're looking at me from a place of enlightenment and we're looking at growth and ascension together as a priority. And that's completely different than codependence and any of these more sort of like lower, uh, more limbic, more forceful states of being. You're definitely in the higher levels of enlightenment, peace, joy, love, which sort of coming from that angle in dating is going to be much more fruitful way more fruitful yeah there's so many perverse incentives that exist in dating oh yeah like, let's uh let's come up let's let's end with um with a synthesis we're at approaching 50 mm. on it so like we already kind of gave this a little bit ago, but just to really anchor it home. As we become our planetary longevity increases for each individual, you really want to focus on your own self-realization and self-actualization and become whole first and then enter yourself into the dating scene and don't take 60 or 80 years to do that compress it down to 20 30 get it done faster and then once you sort of enter the dating scene it's up to you to know that you know what you see on the extended phenotype social media sphere is almost certainly going to be much different than what you encounter in person. And then especially the first date is going to be a lot different than one month, two months, three months down the line. It's, it's like the McDonald's hamburger in the commercial versus at the restaurant, right? It's just, you open the wrapper and it's <laughs> the this like smashed bun yeah. 
versus this like perfectly veneered, you know, glossy spray painted hamburger that you see on the. This is a great <laughs> Sorry, analogy. A crazy, yeah, but, great analogy yeah, for it. Great just one. popped in my head. I like that one. Yeah. That's a good one. And so, yeah, because it's the same way with marketing a product is like marketing yourself on the oh yeah on the mate sphere on the and gram so, yeah on the gram, and so now <laughs> what happens is is that you have this high level of discernment because you're really you're taking it from this levels of consciousness perspective once you begin taking your levels of discernment from that levels of consciousness perspective it becomes really applicable to not only your dating but also even beyond that with your business and your business partnerships your best friendships your family all of those other relationship dynamics because now you'll know that spectrum of when somebody is coming from an elevated state of consciousness trying to showcase something a little dirty bit on your mirror blind spot to help you become better and you can ask good questions because you're not as triggerable because you've underwent some of these more elevated states of being that have made you more given you a larger pause versus on the other side when somebody's coming from a more ego-driven place mm -hmm. that then to wisely distance yourself politely from that and so that way you know know what you want in these relationships especially dating in the sense of how much should we come into this with asking you know why are we doing this yeah and uh, how much of it do we want it to just be artistic flow if yes. we want this to be one night or a month or three months or a year or kids? Because it can't just be a sheer transaction either, right? It can't be so hyper-planned yeah, that yeah. there's no room for spontaneity. It's no going to be for... exactly one year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and there's just nothing sexy about that, right? Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so there's yeah. that. And I think that's a pretty solid synthesis of what our those were really good core concepts that we, I agree. we hung up in a lattice work around dating. That's been one of my favorite parts about our, yeah, our brotherhood. We bro. always get the unexpected directions. And we, you and I have a great dialectic on unpacking core concepts, hanging mm. them up in a lattice work and, and then, then riffing off them and riffing off of them. And, you know, and then my role is now my role is, I take this and I turn it into some sort of a actual visualization, sure. a data visualization, like you see in all the high level perception stuff. And so that's one of my favorite parts is making something that can be anchored and that people can reference. People can build on top of mathematically manipulate it, that type of stuff. And that's sort of what we see with things like, you know, David Hawkins and, and Claire Graves and these sort of levels of consciousness, because now, it's given us so much more profound insight. This simple framework of playing human in, it's almost playing all these ideas against this table, which I agree with. Like I think the minute I saw this the other day, it immediately resonated with me. And I like how tangible it is that you're able to actually assign each one of these adjectives that we know so well, you know, yes. like reason, love, these fundamental feelings, ideas, adjectives, and then kind of tabulate them and, and put them on this gradient. Yes. As relate as they relate to power and force, it's very powerful. Exactly, my yeah, brother. Very concise. Exactly, <clears throat> and so that's what we have to do with high level perception and with chimps, with our animated series, with all of our downstream disseminations of high level memetics around enlightenment. Is that 
we have to turn them into these really rock star yeah. concepts visualized that people can relate with. That's 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 a core principle of ours here. Good stuff, bro. Again, kept it nice and clean. Fifty-two. Let's, yeah. Let's wrap. Good job. That was nice, man. Hellfire. Should I that. should I say one last? Th- yeah, yeah. This might be okay. This might be just. I I I just want to make this reference. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. So. I know Alan and I both like J. Cole, right? Oh, yeah. We, we had a moment when yeah. Alan first arrived in Los Angeles where I think we were sitting next to each other, just woodshedding, grinding away. We had the J. Cole on, and we were just head nodding, working away. So there's that J. Cole song, um, uh, No Role Models, right, yeah. where he says, don't save her, she don't want to be saved. saved. Don't, don't, don't save, save her, she don't, don't want to be, be saved. saved. Don't, don't save her, she don't want to be saved. Don't save her. You don't want to be safe. And that's interesting. A lot of wisdom there. And and uh, I was just about to say, we're going to get a copyright strike. But oh, I'm, jo- I'm joking Uh-oh. because I'm not. I was, because, mm. oh, I was just joking because I was, that was my voice. It wasn't anywhere near J. Cole oh, or the Oh, I was giving song, you credit. Yeah. But I just wanted to just playfully just say that because, yeah, you know, my abilities to on the spot create these. You're right. That's a good uh, ending point. That's a really good ending point. Because I think the idea that's embedded in that is that you have to be in an enlightened enough point in your self-understanding and in your understanding of your how relationships need to work for you that you can tell this person, I'm not going to change them. They are what they are. They're not where I'm at. And we're, we're not meeting. There's not yes. a meeting of the minds happening exactly. here. And you have to know that you can't negotiate your way into a relationship. Like if the other yep. partner isn't, Yep. On the same page, you have to let it go. It's mm-hmm. funny because I also so. feel similarly about my mother in many ways mm. right now. Don't save her. She don't yeah. want to be saved. Don't save her. I feel very similarly because there is a very strong egoic pulse right now coming from her and my uncle around my explorations of psychonautics. Mm. And so if I'm going to choose to, for my first time in more than around two years which i've played with 5-MeO DMT and lsd and these other psychonautics but in this case this entheogen recent heroic dose of five grams of psilocybin that i underwent was a massive trigger mm-hmm. and so there was a massive amount of like disownment and shame on from them on mm-hmm. me and so for me it's only a place of like straight up god level consciousness of just love respect compassion but wisdom and backing yeah. away from that because don't save him he don't want to be saved yeah, don't totally. save him yeah. it works it goes for the guys other way too. it goes both ways yeah. it goes for, for women to guys yeah, as well for in sure. dating in family in business like if you're in a business and the llc is you know 50 50 split between two people one person is doing way more of the fucking work than the other person that's a very common archetype in business yeah and so if you don't solve that and if the other person has a good amount of ego you know You're don't save him yeah. you don't want he don't want to be saved like yeah exactly move on you know uh, if if you if you set a, a goal in a month for that person to be more on the same page and they're not dude break that up and go and take your skills to elevate your own concepts and ideas at the next level and yeah. find new business partners, all that stuff. So it works in all relationships better. like that. I'm glad that you ended with that lyric. <laughs> that was, that was a really good idea. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff, team. Much love. Thanks for tuning into this episode on dating. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. How do you feel about dating? 
What do you understand about dating? What is your knowledge in the space of dating? Especially in all these different relationship dynamics that we were talking about. Let us know what you think in the comments below. And drop your favorite pop culture references in there. I, I feel like I'm slowly becoming Simulation's top pop, pop culture referencer, referencer right? right? I got Wapin last, Wap, last conversation. Got Wapin, I got J. Cole in. Tom Cruise. Current events, Tom current Cruise. In and J. Cole now. Yeah. I guess I got to quit reading all the, the gossip magazines. But <laughs> <laughs> the tally with pop culture references. Oh yeah. Evans and the leaderboard. Yeah, it's you and, you and uh, Shaker. Shaker mm. Pie, you guys are the two with, who are on the on the super connector leaderboard mm. right now. It's you I guys for the ones of introductions and stuff like that. So I have a little mini personal leaderboard that I'm keeping my own little tallies on. But it, but oh, I wow. do, I try and I try and well because you got to know who's there first. You got to know who are the early boys that are you know that are True. there putting in the work because they're the Respect. ones that get the most tokens of the enterprise. Is super important. And that is why also whenever there are introductions that, that happen, like on the Alex Knesvik show that's happening later, that it's always like super grateful to Evan Bliss for introducing us. Mm. And that way there's also this little like guidepost at the beginning of the interview or at some point in the interview that says that, which then makes it so that there's like a data reference point for, um, for it as well, besides just my little ledger myself. Mm, I'm learning things. Yeah, yeah. You now, you now we know more about how the operations work here behind the scenes. B, BTS. Wow. Of the, yeah, of the enterprise. All right, and like the video, subscribe if you haven't yet. Share it with people that need to hear it. Also, um, that'll really resonate with. Share it with them. You can find Evan's Instagram in the bio below. Go and give him a follow. You can find our first book, High Level Perception, down there as well. Go and check that out. And support us. Our links are in the bio below so we can help doing cool things like continuing flourishing our dreams here. And support the other artists, entrepreneurs, scientists, engineers, spiritual leaders, people in your communities around the world that you believe. Support them and help them flourish. Manifest your own dreams into the world. Your own self-realization, actualization, fullest dating and relationship capacities we love you very much thank you for tuning in we'll see you soon fam peace